Hey y'all, welcome back to Crime, Critics, and Chaos. My name is Shivani. And I'm Shaylin. And, and we're your hosts. So Shaylin, how's your week been going? My week has been pretty great. You know, I haven't done anything out of the ordinary, but other than that, it's been pretty good. How about yours? Um, I feel like this week went by pretty fast. Yeah, I um, agree. I, f- I feel like April or March and April usually go by pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm excited to get into summer. So, oh yeah, I completely just like flew by spring. I'm sorry, spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, summer is where it's at. We're summer baby. So, yeah. uh, summer's definitely where it's at. Uh, do you see this weather though? This weather is getting so beautiful. Yes, if you're in Texas. Um, which I'm assuming half of y'all are because <laughs> we cover Texas cases. But, uh, yes, our, the weather's definitely been getting better, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, a little bit chiller at night yeah. and in the morning. But um, during the day, it's, like, pretty warm. Yeah, so. it's pretty warm, and I love it. I'm ready for it to get a little bit more warmer. But I can actually deal with this temperature right here. Yeah, it's, it's like great. a cardigan-type weather. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so are you ready for the hot seat? Let's do hot seat time. Let's do it. You go first. <laughs> okay. You have the cards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, Shaylin, first question. All right, so if you could become an overnight celebrity, what would you be famous for? I think I would be famous for singing. Like, believe it or not, Siobhan, actually, before I got into the legal field, I actually wanted to go to school for singing. No way. Yes. I, I have never, a little voice. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, um, but I definitely have some potential at um, singing. But, a lot again, a lot of people don't know that. But you do now, so. <laughs> I know that now. I actually have an idea for our next BFF date. Okay. We're going to do karaoke night. Oh, I'm with that. <laughs> I am totally, totally with that. Now, what would be your thing that you'll be famous for god I'll be famous for nothing <laughs> i have no talent i don't believe that <laughs> you definitely have some talent everybody has a talent even if it's a hidden talent everybody has a talent shivani uh i don't know i'm not artistic in any kind of way i'm creative yeah see but that. i'm not artistic in any kind of way <laughs> i'm sure you'll think of something i'm sure i'll think of something as well but you definitely have a talent I'll have to, that could be my homework for next week because I I probably don't know myself as well as I think I do to know (laughs) what my (laughs) talents are. So we still learn things about ourselves every day. So yeah, that's true. You'll discover it. All right. My question for you, Shivani, what scares you more than it should? Um, Being alone. Being alone. And that's so funny because I love being alone. (laughs) So let me rephrase that. I love being alone, but I hate being lonely. If that makes sense. That makes, yeah, that so does make sense. So I have like moments where I want to be away from everybody and just kind of, and I live alone, so it's kind of great to like come home and, you know, not be around anybody. <laughs> but then I feel like after a little while, I'm like, okay, I need some kind of like um, exposure to somebody right. just to kind of get my. I guess when you don't talk to somebody for a good for over twenty four hours, I forget what my voice sounds like. <laughs> like I have to start talking to myself to keep myself company sometimes. But at least I have myself. Yeah, I agree, girl. I agree. Um, now something that scares me the most is losing myself. What do you mean by that? Like losing my identity, like you know, like losing, losing like what you like, believe in, yes, and like losing, like losing your morality. Yes, that, I. That's actually very interesting because. Um, I feel like recently I've been really conflicted in mine. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I completely understand what you're saying. So, like, I know that, like, I there's some certain things that I believe in that I'm so passionate about, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm starting to kind of like lose that intensity on exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so I completely understand what you're what you're saying. Yeah, that's my greatest fear. All right, second question. What would make you instantly laugh? And th- this is a funny <laughs> question because Shaylin and I laugh so much. That's and why we, you picked that up. You know, <laughs> I didn't even pick it up. It was just like the next question. I know, but, but we both laugh like I, th- I think we're both such humorous people. I'm we're constantly too. laughing. <laughs> yeah, like even in serious situations, Shaylin and I would be the one to like make it like uh, not as intense. I swear, like, and please don't take this the wrong way, you guys. But I laugh at funerals, like. If you get, if you know me, you get what I'm saying, but there's something at a funeral that always makes me laugh. Like, it's not like, of course, the death part. Right. But there's always somebody doing some extra stuff that makes me laugh so hard. So if that could make me laugh, I'm sure anything could make That's me laugh. That's true. 
That is true. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I I definitely laugh at everything. Um, <laughs> Same. So I, it doesn't take much to make me laugh at all. No, um, not at all. So. Yeah, I couldn't pick like one thing that could make me laugh. I'm it's... sorry, I threw you for a loop. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just I wasn't expecting her to say that at all. Like I said, if you know me, you know what I'm saying, girl. But I'm saying it's like every time I go to a funeral, of course, like I said, it's not the death part of it. Of course, not that. It's just always somebody or something that's taking place that makes me laugh. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate that. But I can't help it. I'm just a goofy person. Right. So, like I said, if that type kind of stuff makes me laugh, anything makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you have a million dollars to donate to a cause, what would you choose? Domestic violence. Oh, girl. I like how you just thought that off the bat. Yeah. I knew that all. Like, <laughs> I, I had already, like, I've thought about this question before in the past. So. Okay. <laughs> I've already, um, I've already kind of had my mind made up that if I ever had to don't if I ever had the money or mm-hmm. the amount of money to donate it would definitely be to a cause um such as domestic violence Absolutely. um which kind of brings me to a question for you have you seen the show made yes on I have Netflix I have um so that's what I mean so um for those of you who haven't seen made on Netflix um definitely go watch it because yes, it's, it's I think show. it's a good watch um for everybody mm-hmm. it kind of teaches you the reality of domestic violence yeah. what I mean by that or the reason why I brought that show up is that's what I would contribute to I'd probably contribute to like homes for women mm-hmm. um, so that they could leave the situations that they're in and and um ca- like having got like counselors like hiring yeah. counselors and mm-hmm. um like therapists that can talk to these women and kind of you know bring out the strength in these women so that they can have the courage to you know get out right of the situation that they're in so Absolutely. that would be my contribution i would 100 percent agree with that that'd probably be something that i would do too but i think Mine's kind of lean more towards of helping children in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always like for children, right? Um, definitely children in sexually abused homes, and um, you know, just all around that area. I would definitely want to donate to a cause like that for children, right? If I, I'm gonna just say a second one because this is another thing that I'm really passionate about, but um, animal shelters. Oh, definitely. Be. And the reason, and I know that Shaylin and I are very. Mm-hmm. This is why we're friends. We have such <laughs> similar. Um, we we think alike, but. One of our passions is our dogs, so yes. I think that's why we are both, if we had to donate to a second cause, definitely an animal shelter for definitely. both of us. I used to want to be a veterinarian. Girl, I used to want to be a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely will agree with Shivani with donating to a, a, you know anything animal related as well. I'm all for that 100%. So. Right. All right, third question. Mm-hmm. What is something you hate having to pay for? Girl, everything. <laughs> I think everything in life should be free. Um, but if I had to pick one thing in particular, it would probably be rent. <laughs> Definitely rent. Food. I think food should be free. All the, all the greater things of life should just be free. Exactly. I think, yeah, those two are my main ones. Rent and food. Everything else, whatever, but definitely rent right yeah because my rent is expensive girl and yours is too (laughs) (laughs) something i hate having to pay for i'm going to switch the question a little bit to say something that i feel like we shouldn't have to pay for okay and i'm going to say it should be medicine okay i feel like you know we and like not just medicine but like any kind of medical need in general so like if you get sick going to the hospital or like going to an urgent care or go anything like that i feel like it should be like free and and the workers should get paid by the government because you want to keep your residents healthy i totally agree and i like how you you know rethought that whole question and i like that shivani yeah because i was i'm with you if i if i hate having to pay for everything like (laughs) so i was like let me change it to something that's um something i hate paying for all right, my question for you, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> my demons. <laughs> I hate you. We I all got, fighting demons. <laughs> I have tons of them, though. <laughs> that is so funny. I, like, I, I think I said this last episode, but I overthink a lot. So, yes. I, like, I really have to eat, like, a good six or seven melatonin gummies to, like, oh my fall asleep instantly. Because if I don't, or I have to have, like, some kind of, like, TV show in the background that my mind's focused on. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not, I can lay there for hours and just think about everything girl same um, i could solve world hunger with the <laughs> amount of time that i have at night every single you day probably could <laughs> i think me and you both can because <laughs> definitely overthinking keeps me up at night as well so i i do not deny that and i will not deny that i have a major problem with overthinking mm-hmm. and it definitely takes a toll on me sometimes something else that keeps <laughs> me up at night if i if my mind starts thinking about one thing 
So, for example, I'll give you my, my what kept me up last night. Okay. So, I'm, like, in bed, and I'm watching Marlin on, on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's I like having shows like Marlin or Friends or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of, like, goofy show to kind of, like, in the to, like, have in the background just so I don't have to, like, pay attention really, you know, but, like, you're – and it's a, it's a fun show, right? right? Like, you're laughing. So, that's why I had that on. And then out of nowhere, I was, like – I need to wash my hairbrushes. Oh, my gosh, Ivani. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't stop. As soon as that thought entered my head, I couldn't, like, I couldn't get it out, like, out of my head. And so at 1 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I kid you not, I get up, pulled all my hairbrushes. I have, like, five. I have a lot of hair, guys. I pulled all five of my oh hairbrushes, my and I started washing them. And if, if you don't believe me, you can look right there on my drying mat right now. They're all just chilling. They're not drying. drying mat. Yes. <laughs> She's not kidding, you guys. I'm looking right at it. She definitely wasn't lying. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, so, like, if some if a thought enters my head of something I have to do, it won't leave until I complete it. That and then, crazy. like, I'm the type of person, like, when I noticed that I, like, whenever I went to go ru- wash my brushes, I was like, man, I have dishes in the sink. I should oh probably God. do the dishes. So then I washed the dishes. And then after I did the dishes, I was like, I should probably wash my sink because I haven't washed it. Like, you know, like, thoroughly washed it. And so I was like, let me wash my sink. And so then I just started cleaning. And that's. If that isn't isn't if that's not an example of what I mean by overthinking, <laughs> overthinking and like you know not being able to stop and being on like a complete go, I don't know what you it have is. OCD as well. I think I do. Too. <laughs> that that also <laughs> contributes to OCD. So it's overthinking and OCD and girl, I don't see how you manage. <laughs> and this is why I need to live by myself because I feel like another person who if I was living with another person that'd be like what is wrong with you oh my god that is so funny I would not let that person sleep (laughs) I'd probably die well there you go that's the hot seat um just a reminder please follow us on all social media platforms Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook so join our discussion groups there Shayla you know what I noticed Mm -hmm. we haven't given a shout out in a long time we have not it's been a couple of episodes since we've given a shout out you are absolutely right so, guys, go ahead and follow us on our social medias and um, also follow us on our platforms that you listen to us on. Um, that way it will qualify you for a shout-out. We honestly haven't really been looking to see who has been following us and, and um, subscribing. So go ahead and do that so that way we can kind of look through the list and, and pick someone to give a shout-out to. Absolutely. Go ahead and do that. We love to hear your thoughts and opinions regarding the cases that we cover. We would also appreciate any reviews that you guys leave us on the platform to listen to us on. Um, that will help our podcast get into the feed of other true crime listeners such as you. All right, Shaylin, are you ready to grab your wine while we get into some crime? Girl, I'm always ready. So today we have a different flavor of Stella. We have blackberry. Um, I haven't tried this one yet, so I'm kind of excited. I have not tried this flavor either, so I'm actually excited to do it as well. Okay, partisan crime, grab your wine as we get into some crime, because this case I have for you today is one that's going to throw you for a loop. Are you ready, Shivani? Don't they all. (laughs) I'm ready. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, Shivani, again, this case is super bizarre. It's a disappearance case. And honestly, when I was thinking about doing this case, it kind of reminded me of a lot of other cases that we have not covered, but hopefully we'll cover in the future. Uh, have you heard of the Maura Murray case and Brianna Maitland and all those yes. people? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that one, but this is like, of course, from Texas. So I wanted to go ahead and tell you guys a story. That's interesting. We haven't done a disappearance since Tasha's case. Yeah, so, it's been um, a while. Yeah, I'm excited. So this is the disappearance of Brandy Ellen Wills. So Brandy Wills was born on November 28, 1992, and grew up in Tyler, Texas. Those who knew Brandy described her as being very sociable, friendly, and just a fun-loving type of person with a great spirit. Some of Brandy's hobbies included singing for her church, choir, playing the flute in the band, and being a member of the flag corp at her school. In fact, Brandy received a scholarship to Trinity Valley College for her flag corp achievement. And while in college, although she pursued her interest in music and continued being a part of the flag corp, her dream was to become a kindergarten teacher. So she had a lot of things going for herself. Yeah, she definitely did. Yeah. So at the age of 19, while in her second year of college, Brandy began dating a man and the pair would eventually get married and get a place of their own. However, the marriage, unfortunately, will face some hardships, such as financial problems and having to support one another and just dealing with the pressure of being married so young. So, unfortunately, again, this takes a toll on the marriage. So, 
Brandy ends up dropping out of college and ends up getting a full-time job. So the marriage wasn't really going well. Brandy was still in school at that time, but she ended up dropping out because everything was getting very tough in their marriage. And again, by them being so young, I couldn't about imagine, you know, what they were going through. So they were. she was 19 yes. when she got married. Okay, she, yeah, was she was definitely young. Yeah, she was 19, and she was, again, she was only in her second year of college, so she was really, really young. So by the age of 21, Brandy and her husband would separate. She then decides to move to San Antonio with a male friend who she eventually begins dating at some point. However, that relationship would not last long either because this guy became enlisted in the military and was stationed overseas. So this prompts Brandy to move back closer to her parents and she became roommates with another friend of hers in Brownsboro, Texas, which is about 20 miles from Tyler. One thing to know about Brandy's family and friends, they stated that during Brandy's separation from her husband, having another fair relationship and then moving back to live with someone else, she seemed a bit lost, like maybe just not in her normal mindset. And Honestly, rightfully so. So you mean after the San Antonio incident or you mean af- in between San Antonio and her first marriage? Yeah, both. So okay. her first marriage when she was 19 mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting her second um, boyfriend when she was 21. You know, she broke up with those two individuals. So she was lost after both of those. Incidents. Yeah, okay. like that caused her to be lost. Like those situations itself caused her to be lost and, you know, just confused and not really in her normal mindset. Yeah, she's probably like thinking like, you know, I've had two failed relationships. Yeah, So absolutely. where, what am I doing with my life and where am I going exactly? Exactly. Especially because she had like a whole plan ahead of her when mm-hmm. she was 19 before she got married the first time. Yeah. And so she's probably like, I had all these goals and dreams and... You know, things got in the way, and neither mm-hmm. of those two things worked out, so I need to kind of figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing. Exactly. That's basically what they were saying. But that quickly turned around for the best because once she moved to Bronzeboro, she made the decision to go back to school. Brandon would then contact her former coach at her old school to see if she could try back out for the team and if she can get her scholarship reinstated. So after Brandy tried out for the flag corp, she did in fact make the team and she got her scholarship reinstated. Picking her life back up. Absolutely. On August 2nd, 2006, Brandy surprised her mother, Ellen Tent, by visiting her at her apartment. Her mother stated that she was very excited to see Brandy that day because they didn't see each other very often. In an article made by KETK, Ellen recalls the day that she saw Brandy and heard from her. Brandy came in the chat with her mom for a little and then changed clothes and told her mom that she was going to a club with some friends. Ellen assumed that she was going to this local club called the Electric Cowboy, which was right down the road from the mother's apartment. Ellen further stated that she thought Brandy was going to hang out with some friends before the fall semester began for her to go back to school. So basically, Brandy went and visited her mom. She chatted with her mom and then told her mom that she was going to go out with some friends. So at that point, Ellen assumed that she meant that she was going to go hang out some with some friends at this local club that was not too far from the house called Electric Cowboy. So where did, like, so Brandy didn't tell her mom that she was going to go to this specific club. All she said she was just going to go hang out with some friends. But right. the mom just assumed that if she was going to hang out with some friends, she's going to have to go to this specific club. Yeah, since it was, like, right down the street, she didn't think that Brandy was going to be traveling that far. Got it. So she did assume that she was going to this particular club. But, yes, you're right. Brandy did not actually mention okay. that she was going to Electric Cowboy. Her mother assumed that. Okay. So before Brandy left, she asked for her mom's opinion on her outfit, which was a tan tube top. Rust color gotcho pants. Oh my gosh, not gotchos. Yes, gotcho pants, girl. What year are we in? This is 2006. That makes complete sense. So we were I, in sixth grade. Yes, yeah. I remember wearing my gotchos. I was obsessed with my gotchos. Girl, same. They were the most comfortable piece of clothing I've ever owned, girl, like ever. <laughs> yes, if I could go back, I would definitely wear me some gotchos. Yes. Some more. And she also had on um, black high heel sandals. So after her mom told her that she looked nice, Brandy set out to leave for the night. But before she did so, she told her mom how she didn't have much gas in her car. So she asked if she could use her car instead. So basically she didn't have enough gas, so she asked her mom if she could just, you know, borrow her car for the night. But Ellen also did not have much gas in her car either. So Brandy ended up asking her mom if she could just borrow some money instead. But Ellen was unfortunately also low on cash and didn't have anything until her next payday. So not only did she didn't have any gas in her car and didn't have any money, she still made plans to go out. That I was night. just gonna say, how is she gonna like? What if she had to pay cover? 
And who's going to pay for her alcohol if she drinks? Right. Yeah, she she does drink. So I agree with that. I agree with what you're saying there. But honestly, when I thought about this and when I was reading into this, I was like, I wouldn't probably have gone out if I didn't have any gas or money. Right. But again, she was young and she probably wanted to have fun with her friends because she was starting the new semester at school. Right. So she probably just wanted to get that out the way before she actually got focused. Right. So I understand, but me personally, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I would have just had a typical game night. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody BYOB. Exactly. (laughs) So Brandon proceeded to finish getting dressed anyhow, and she eventually left the house. Now, according to records, Brandy ended up stopping at a nearby bowling alley where one of her other family friends, Jeanette, worked, and she had a drink. So as she finished up her drinks, Brandy told Jeanette that her mom, Ellen, had consented to adding the drinks to her tab. So Brandy's mom had a tab with this bowling alley. So when Brandy went there and had a couple of drinks, she ended up telling Jeanette to just go ahead and put the drinks on her mom's tab. She then stayed a little bit, chatting with Jeanette, and then she ended up telling her that she was heading to a nightclub in Longview, Texas, called the Graham Central Station, which is about 45 minutes from Tyler. So while Brandy was at the bowling alley talking to Jeanette, she mentioned to Jeanette that she was going to Longview to visit a club called the Graham Central Station. Okay. Now at around 9.30 p.m., Brandy left the bowling alley and headed towards Longview. However, some sources say that she was planning on stopping at a pawn shop to get some cash before heading to the nightclub, but we don't know if that's true. So again, some sources stated that before she actually got to the the club, she stopped at a pawn shop to get some money. But again, we don't know if that's true or not, and we don't know what she was pawning, if that was true, if that was the case. What we do know, however, is that Brandy did make it to the Grand Central Station, but what happens after she leaves the club remains a mystery. How do we know that she made it to the club? We'll get into that. Hey, 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 partners in crime. Listen up. Have you been searching for someone to serve you that ultimate glam look, but you just can't seem to find the right fit? Well, I think I may be able to guide you in the right direction. Miss Tia Edwards is a certified and professional makeup artist located in Houston, Texas. Tia specializes in makeup, ombre brows, as well as brow tint and waxing. Go ahead and follow her on her Instagram at everythingbrows underscore beauty to book your next look. (laughs) Don't worry, you won't be disappointed. And let her know that Crime Critics and Chaos sent you. The next morning on August 3rd, at around 9.15 a.m., a state trooper located an abandoned car alongside I-20 westbound near Longview. He found an abandoned car? Yes. Okay. So he runs the license plate and identifies that the 2000 Grand Prix is registered to a Brandy Wells. The officer then leaves a tag as abandoned since it was not reported as stolen. So again, state trooper finds a car alongside the Rolling Longview. He ran the plate, identified that he belonged to Brandy Wells, but he listed it as being abandoned. So he put a tag on the car as abandoned rather than stolen because he wasn't reporting the system as stolen. Right. So at this point... We've determined that Brandy did take her own car, mm-hmm. and I don't have any idea on how she got gas because she really, like, literally went from Brownsboro mm-hmm. to Tyler mm-hmm. to Longview. Yes, and none of those three cities are super close to each other, so no. she definitely needed some gas. Right, but we have no idea how she got gas to get to any of these places. Exactly. Okay. At around nine thirty a.m. that same morning, Ellen, which is Brandy's mom wakes up and wanders into the kitchen to see that Brandy's makeup bag is still sitting on the living room table. She then glances at the couch to notice that Brandy was not there, but this doesn't necessarily immediately like like alarm her. She just thought that Brandy had just stayed over at a friend's house after the nightclub and she would be back shortly. So throughout the day, Ellen calls Brandy's cell phone, but her phone goes straight to voicemail. However, this alarms Ellen just a little bit because Brandy always had her cell phone on her at all times. But Ellen thought that maybe she just had forgotten her cell phone charger somehow and that she'll be back. So later on that evening, Ellen receives a call from Brandy's roommate, who was concerned and also looking for Brandy. So at this point, this is when everybody became concerned and start to panic because they don't know where she is. Right. She's not answering her phone. She's nowhere to be found. She didn't come back home. So yeah, her like somebody would have heard something if yeah. she was okay. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. It was on August 4th when reality starts to set in that something was terribly wrong. So that's two days after she went out. Yes. 
So Ellen decides to call the police and report Brandon missing. Oh my gosh, I feel like that happened way too late. Yeah. I would have reported my daughter missing the minute that I found out that nobody can get in touch with her. Exactly. I would not have waited over 24 hours to report her missing. Yeah, I agree. But we don't know. We can't judge people. You know? Oh, I'm not judging. Yeah. I know, I know you're I not. Just... I understand we can't judge how people, you know, think in those particular situations. Everybody thinks differently. But me personally, I probably would have did it a lot sooner. Just me. But I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. So the Tyler Police Department then arrives at Ellen's home to establish a report. While Ellen was explaining to the police that Brandy had gone out with some friends to the electric cowboy, Ellen's younger daughter, which is Brandy's younger sister, intervened and stated that Brandy had actually gone to the Graham Central Station Club in Longview. So her mom had no idea. Ellen had no idea that Brandy went to this particular nightclub. The daughter knew. The younger right. daughter knew. So, of course, that took Ellen by absolute surprise when she found that out. She's probably also thinking, like, well, she didn't have gas, so mm-hmm. how did homegirl get to all these places? That's probably why she thought she was going down the street, because exactly. how else was she going to get anywhere else without gas? Exactly, and that's, that brings to my next point. So that obviously didn't make any sense to Ellen because she recalled Brandy stating that she didn't have any gas money or any gas in her car, so why would she go all the way, like, particularly 45 minutes away to go to a nightclub? Right, that's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. So Ellen stayed home and was on the lookout for Brandy while other family members went out driving to look for her. Okay, so pause right there because mm-hmm. I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if, you, if this was you, right, mm-hmm. and your daughter went missing, mm-hmm. would you be the person who's waiting at home for her, kind of, you know, seeing if she's going to come home or call home at one point or, not, or another, or would you be the one that's kind of like out looking for her and you would have somebody else designated to stay home waiting for a call or waiting for her to come home if that ever happened definitely that i'm definitely going out same <laughs> and that's why i asked you because i had a feeling you would say that i would not be that mom who'd be like okay i'll just you know be the one at home in case she comes home and you guys all go out and look for her i would be the one that's like nope i'm the one looking for her you can yep. stay home and let me know if anything if she calls or if she shows up or whatever but right. i'm going out and looking for my daughter exactly but again, we don't know what was going on at that time. So Ellen did stay home while other family members went to Longview. Of she course. must be mentally strong because I think yeah. one of the reasons why I wouldn't be able to be home is because I would be thinking all these horrible things. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. not. I don't have anything to do, so I'm just kind of waiting for her. You know, exactly. until your mind's kind of traveling. So I would. That's why I think I would be the one to like be out looking, like actively looking for her. Oh, definitely, I 100% agree. So Michelle, which is Brandy's godmother, drove out to Longview to see if Brandy's car was still in the parking lot of the Graham Central Station but she didn't find anything, unfortunately. Um, so she also went to the back of the, the building, which was like in a wooded area to see if she can search or find anything, but she wasn't able to locate anything out there either. Now keep in mind, Brandy's car was already found by a Longview State Trooper, and he labeled that car as being abandoned. So this is why the car wasn't reported as being found right away. I know that people were going to have questions about that. You know, like I said earlier, that a State Trooper found her car. Right. Well, at that point... He didn't like he didn't, look into the so he didn't he was reported missing, right? But he didn't log it. Like there isn't like a log where you can like. I'm pretty sure there has to be a log where you can like you know put in the fact that the, he found a certain car mm-hmm. that's abandoned. So that right. way, later on along the lines, whenever Brandy is reported missing with that you know license plate or mm-hmm. whatever, they can run that plate and see that another officer you know had already yeah. reported that car is abandoned also something else that i noticed that you had said was um, right before we started talking about the whole um you know car mm-hmm. was that uh, michelle which is brandy's godmother yes she started looking behind the you know behind the club which right. is like a wooded area yes to me i found that interesting because you know you're looking for her so you're going to this club to see if anyone seen, had probably seen her like you know exactly. if there's a bartender that was there that remembers her from the night before or the owner maybe or maybe some customers mm-hmm. that had possibly seen her but for her to have been thinking hmm let me go back out in, into the wooded area to exactly. see if i can find her there the only reason why she would be in the wooded area is if she's pretty much dead yeah deceased. so i mm-hmm. feel like michelle and you know ellen and all of them are kind of having that idea in their head already right. that something is wrong and that she might be dead if you're already out there looking in the woods 
Yep. Because you're basically looking for a body at that point. Yeah. You're not looking for her alive. Right. Exactly. You're right. Because if I feel like if they thought that she was alive, then you'd be inside the club asking people around. You know, owner or bartenders or anybody. Yeah. Exactly. you're You're absolutely right. So they definitely was already thinking the worst. Right. Which you honestly you don't want to, but you have to in certain situations. You know, and I I'm with that. Like I'm glad that they were able to do that because it's kind of hard to come to the conclusion that something's like something bad had happened to her and I feel like for certain when you know certain parents that go through situations like that it doesn't hit them like Mm -hmm. reality like that doesn't hit them so when they are looking for their missing child or missing spouse or whatever you know they're not taking the measures to go look at these places because they're not thinking the worst has happened to those people Um, and so they're just looking like in the bird's eye view they're not Mm -hmm. looking beyond that so you know any other parent could have possibly just asked around in the club but not have thought to look in the wooded area because they're not wanting to like think of it in that aspect exactly if that, makes sense. that makes perfect perfect sense so since bernie was last seen in longview tyler police department decided that longview police department should be handling the case rightfully so right meanwhile the texas state patrol found bernie's car still abandoned several days later and when running the place this time they were able to identify it to a missing person, which was Brandy. So at first, they didn't really see it in the system, but they ran it again. And now they and have now something. it's recorded. Okay, so that makes it kind of like what I was going back to, like there mm-hmm. wasn't, okay. But now there's a match, so they know that there's a car involved and that's the missing person's car. Exactly. Got it. So this is where it gets really interesting. Now, upon searching the car, a few odd things were discovered. One thing that was noticed was that Brandy's car wasn't just pulled over to the side, but it appeared to have been rolled over to the side of the road until it came to a stop. So what I took from this was the car wasn't voluntarily pulled over and stopped by someone, but it was still running when it ran off the road and came to a stop on its own. Yeah, that is super weird. But like, you have just, okay, I guess this is the part that I'm confused on. So it kind of veered off on the, to the, or on the side of the road on its own, mm-hmm. right? How did it stop? Like, was there something there that she hit that made it stop? Right. Or she must have braked and stopped? Yeah, that was just my off. speculation, how they okay. how they noted it here. They said that it didn't look like somebody voluntarily, you know, pulled over and stopped the car. It, like, kind of veered off the road like it was still running. And it right. veered off the road and then And that's, why I'm, assuming, that's yeah. why I'm assuming that she must have hit something. Because if right. she's veering off the road... You're veering off the road, and then you got to stop at some point. And right. if you're doing it involuntarily, the only way you would do that is if you hit something. Exactly. Could be right. Other things that were discovered was that the driver door was partially open, and in the back seat lays Brandy's purse, including her wallet. Also, in the back seat was a gallon gas can, but it's unknown if it was filled with gas or not filled with gas. They did not specify that in sources. Yes. So is that how she got gas in her car? I have no idea. That's so odd, right? So she didn't have gas, but yeah, you have a gas can in the car? Okay, I have a really stupid question. No question is stupid, Shivani. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me prove you wrong. Okay, (laughs) so um, I've never put gas in my car through like a gas... Like a gas can? Can, yeah. Like I've never done it that way. I've always just gone to a pump and pumped gas, right? Of course, yeah. So... Is buying gas in a can cheaper than getting gas through a pump? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you threw me for a loop. I don't know. (laughs) Well, because I'm wondering if that's why or that's how she got her gas is if it was cheaper. And she's like, oh, I can afford that. Let me just do it this way and I'll just pour it in myself. You would think that it would be the same price. I would. Because you put it in a gas can doesn't change the price of the gas. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, that's what I was thinking. It's the same price. I was like. If that's the case, why? Like, I'm just trying to figure out why she has a gas can in her car. That's really not a dumb question. I mean, some people may think it's dumb, but honestly, <laughs> you know, we think alike. So, I just my whole point in that is that <laughs> my whole point in that is because I just want to figure out why she has a gas can in her car. First of all, she wasn't even supposed to afford any kind of gas. Exactly. So I'm like, if you have a gas can in your car and you solely bought that gas just to put gas in your car why didn't you just go to the pump is it not the same price like i'm i am assuming that that's it's why the same i say price. it's not stupid because that that does like make you wonder why why she, didn't she just because obviously she has to go to the pump to get the gas or you know what shaylin something else that i'm thinking sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, no you did um something else that i'm thinking is that you know how she didn't have gas in her car to travel far in mm-hmm. any kind of way right 
So I'm thinking, what if someone that she was supposed to be around that night, mm. she told that person, hey, I don't okay. have gas in my car to do any of this stuff that we're supposed to be doing. Okay. So then this person somehow got gas in a can and brought it to her and yep. filled the car up with yep. that gas so that they could go wherever they wanted to go. Exactly. I like how you're thinking. Okay. Now like I don't feel thinking? as stupid as I thought for asking <laughs> that no, question. But no, that question was valid because a lot of people probably wouldn't have just automatically thought that somebody else was like there and helped her with the right. gas and they left the gas can in her car rather than just putting it back in their car. Yeah. So Clearly the fact that she didn't have gas is so like, important to this case. Yeah, it in is. In my opinion. It's very important. If you guys know, uh, if you do, if you guys know the answer, if like gas is cheaper in a can than at a pump, please let <laughs> me know. Not. Please educate me. But I would assume that it's the same price. It's so. not. It's still, it still doesn't change the price of the gas itself. That's what I was thinking. Because the only reason why you would have gas in a can is if you can't get your car to a pump. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why. And that's why they, the, the whole theory of someone bringing gas to her because she didn't have enough gas to get to a pump is make is more like, you know, more likely to happen than... Yeah. than you know any other theory that could possibly be about why she has a gas can in her car? That could only that could be the only theory that I could think of. Somebody else right. had the can, the gas can in their car. They helped her out. Out exactly. That's the only thing I could think of. But why the, would they leave the gas can in her car? Why not take the gas can back if that was the case? Well, not what, saying that that's not the case, but I'm saying it's just odd that they put gas in her car but left the gas can in her car. But it could be that just to give you an example like let's say you know you're brandy right and mm-hmm. you're like shivani i have no gas in my car and i'm like okay no worries i'll get you some gas i don't have my own car right mm-hmm. that's why we need your car because i don't have a car but i'll somehow figure out a way to get you gas and so then i'll be like asking my sister or whoever or my okay. mom or my dad or whatever and i'm like hey can you take me to a gas station so i can get some gas in a can and okay. then I'll have somebody else take me to the gas station, get some gas in a can, and then take me to you. Okay. And then that's why I have nowhere else to put the can because I don't have a car. So the only place I'm going to keep the can is in your car. Because yeah, right, because they don't have a place to keep it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, you're smart. You're so smart. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> so what they also found in Brandy's car was her cell phone and also her keys were missing. So they just keep finding all of these odd things and they notice that her cell phone was still there but her keys are going yeah that's weird mm-hmm. you think that the two of them would be traveling together wherever they go like exactly. keep my keys and my phone are always together exactly as long as well as my wallet but that's yeah but yeah her wallet story. and her purse was in there too oh really yeah okay yeah. just reiterating her wallet and her purse were found in the back seat her keys were gone and her cell phone was still there so odd so was her car locked when they found it no so why would this person take the keys, whoever... I mean, why wouldn't they, though? I wouldn't. Like, if it's not my car, and I'm harming the person inside the car, and I'm going to leave everything there, like her cell phone and her purse and everything, I would leave the keys there. Because the only reason why I would think that you would take the keys is if you locked the car and you didn't want anybody to get in the car. Mm-mm, I the mean, car wasn't locked. You're, you're going to, you know, if whoever wants to get in that car will get in that car by busting the window or whatever anyway, right? Yeah. But what are you going to do with the keys? But they probably... Like I said, I don't know if they were, if they found it like a, like on a bridge or something or whatever, but it could be one of those things where they took the keys and threw it off on the side of the road. Somewhere. But why? Like, what would get getting rid of the keys? How would that help the perpetrator? Only the perpetrator would know. <laughs> you know, it's just so weird to me. Like, why, it is what? weird. I don't why would disagree you get with rid you. Of the it's keys? weird, but you know, it is very weird. It's definitely something to like really think about. Like, why would you take the keys? Leave everything else in there. So, yeah, you're right. Not to mention, though, they noticed that the driver's seat was pushed all the way back. So as if a tall person was sitting in the driver's seat or it could have just been positioned that way on purpose. And we see that in a lot of cases, too, right. where, you know, cars are found and they have it all the way pushed back like somebody tall was driving it. But we don't know if that was done on purpose or somebody actually was in her car. Right. Now, keep in mind... The reason why this struck investigators and police officers is that she was a very short girl. So she was only 4'11 at the time. Oh, wow. She was super short. Yeah, shorter than me. And I'm like 5'1". So. I'm 5'4", but I'm not that short. You're 5'4"? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was super, super tiny. So there would be no reason why her car seat should be pushed all the way back. Like, yeah. So it's either somebody else is driving it or somebody pushed it back because they were like cleaning up or, yeah. you know, needing that space in the front to do whatever they needed to do. Exactly. Now, although all of these things were discovered, there was no sign of a struggle or Brandy, of course, being anywhere near or around the vehicle. 
they also dusted the outside and the inside of her car for fingerprints, but they found nothing. Wow. Yeah. You would think you'd find at least something. Or some kind of DNA, maybe, mm-hmm. or like strands of hair. Nothing? Nothing. They they literally cleaned out that whole entire car. Like, they dusted it for fingerprints on the outside and the inside, and they found no fingerprints. That's hard. Yeah. Like, that's hard to dust fingerprints on a vehicle because it's it is such hard. a big object. Also, just a question again. Um, you said you weren't sure exactly where the car was found. Like, you don't know if it was on a wooded area or if it was, like, on a bridge, you said? It was, like, right off of I-20 in Longview. Was there, like, a body of water nearby? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was, like, a body of water. That's all I was trying to see, like, you know, if it was, like, on a bridge somewhere. Right. But it sounds like it might, might have been in a, like, country area, wooded area. Yeah, like, if it's a wooded area, you think you'd want to, like, go look everywhere in that wooded area to see mm-hmm. if, you know, somebody placed her body right. there. Or if it's, like, a body of water, then I would, like, you know, definitely look into that body of mm-hmm. water to see if there's a body floating around in right. the river. I'm sure they searched that whatever. area, but from what I was was thinking about, I feel like her car was found either on the bridge somewhere or off of I-20, like by woods and stuff. That's right. how I can picture it. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, police turned their attention to the club that Brittany was said to be. They pulled surveillance footage and began analyzing the footage to discover her last known whereabouts. Now, something that was very helpful was that the Graham Central Station used a system where the driver's license must be scanned to gain entry. And by looking at the records, they discovered that Brandy scanned into the club at around 10.44 p.m. that night. So that's whenever I had asked you earlier, how do we know that she was for sure in that club? And you mm-hmm. said, we'll get into that. That's what you meant. Yes. Like her ID was scanned. Yeah, they okay. actually pulled surveillance and saw that. Okay, I was uh, going to say, did, was there like proof that she, her physical body was mm-hmm. in that club? Because anybody could have used her ID. I mean, we all do it, right? If we're all underage, yeah. we, we just use other people's ID and get in. But because were underage, right? right? So that's why I'm wondering if somebody else possibly used her ID to get mm-hmm. in. Um, but for sure, they pulled surveillance camera, and we know for a fact that it was her. Yeah, but this is where it gets tricky, though. This is going to be some tricky stuff I'm about to get into here. Okay. So once police continued to review the footage to see those who were entering the club around that time, they found a person who had appeared to be Brandy. So Brandy's godmother, Michelle, reviewed the footage and said that the person in the video strongly resembled Brittany. That being said, the police released the footage to the media. So, well, whatever this person was wearing on the footage, was that matching what she wore out that night? That's what the godmother kind of was like, oh, that that resembled what she was wearing. So the girl was wearing gotchas and a tube top. Well, what I seen on the photo that I got the source from, Mm -hmm. um, it looked like the girl was wearing gotchas. But the thing is, is like gotchas was so popular back right, then. Everybody was. was wearing gotchas. Everybody. So, and honestly, I'm going to show you the picture uh, in a minute. But when I first looked at that photo, I'm like, this doesn't look like Brandy. Like the girl in the video was very skinny, like mm-hmm. super, super skinny. And she didn't have the same features as Brandy, like how I seen with, you know, the, the photos of her that they were posting. It didn't look like her. So I guess her godmother just assumed that it could have been Brandy because of the gotchas. Right. And, I mean, two, tube tops are tube tops. I mean, they're mm-hmm. pretty basic looking from any point right, of view. Right, and you couldn't so. really tell from the video, like, if it was like, oh, this this is a tan tube top. Because it was, you know, it was right, it's just black and white. But the gotchas should have given away, mm-hmm. you know. But the fact of, like I said, everybody was wearing gotchas back then. Exactly. I mean, you and I just talked about how, you know, we both owned a pair of gotchas. I mean, right. everybody owned a pair of gotchas in 2006. Like, that's nothing, you know, um, different. But... Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, you would be looking at the features, like the color of the hair, the way that the hair was styled. Exactly. Um, you know, the height. Mm-hmm. All of those things are, like, she's she's 4'11". Like, not very many women are 4'11". So, right. I mean, I would have definitely, like, looked more into that. I think it was just the fact that she was like, oh, my God, it looks like her. I'm excited. Let's let's try to see if it's her type of thing. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? I think it was just one of those things where it was like, well, heat of the moment, and she got excited and like oh this could be her like let's let's do it let's was she go ahead and like put it out. with somebody on the surveillance tape like, no she was by herself it she was entered by herself. by herself yeah the lady that they saw in the video was completely by herself what i don't think i've ever gone to any bar or club by myself like yeah like on my own like i'm always with somebody i mean i guess you can meet up with somebody yeah. and you can walk in by yourself and i guess i've done that Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I can't really say that I've never done that. But, you know, usually you're walking in with a group of people, you know? Right, especially, like we said, she was going with a group of friends. Right. 
why wouldn't the friends and like with her you would assume that if somebody else did give her the gas and the two of them would have been walking inside the, the club together right yeah so when Brandy's mother saw the footage on TV she knew right away that it was not Brandy because of the clothes that the person was wearing did not match Brandy. That's what we were just talking about. So the clothes did not match, like according to Brandy's mom. Right. Who so Brandy's her. mom saw it, like, yeah, that's not Brandy. Because remember, she asked her mom, like, hey, how does my outfit look? So yeah. her mom knows very well of what she was wearing. Exactly. Exactly. So, of course, mom said, no, that's not Brandy. She also noticed that the body language of the lady that was in the footage didn't match Brandy's. And I'm sure she knows, being a mom, she knows how her daughter's body language is. Right. So, yeah, she was like, this is not Brandy. This is not Brandy at all. So she decided, like, look, I want to review the footage myself. So I want to come in and review more of the footage. And it turned out Brandy actually entered the club at 10.35 p.m. that night instead of 10.44 p.m. So basically, the time step on the camera did not match the time step of the scanners at the door. So, do we know why there was a discrepancy in the in the whole timestamp of when it occurred and why it occurred nine minutes before? I think it was just was a glitch there. in the in the camera. A whole nine minutes, though. Yeah, but that that doesn't strike me as surprising, though, because I've seen that happen a lot of times in a lot of cases where cameras and stuff don't match with the timestamps. But then how do they figure that out? Because if if the if there was a glitch, the glitch would have occurred all night, right? Like the time would have been off all night. Probably. It wouldn't have just been that specific moment unless someone cut the footage out to True. make it seem like it was at a specific time when it wasn't. But if it was like a glitch in the system, then the whole entire footage mm-hmm. from that night would be nine minutes off. So you know what I think, and I could be wrong. By them being so set in stone that the lady that they saw in the footage was Brandy, and they saw that she scanned in at 10.44 p.m. That's why they said that. Right. Like, then that's why I'm really leaning towards the fact that somebody else used her ID. Because it could be that somebody used her ID twice that night. You know? Like, she herself used her ID and then passed it back or whatever for somebody else to use. Yes. And, I mean, that's why the timestamp doesn't match the time that she scanned in. Yeah. That could um, be But these theory. are just theories that we're coming up with because... Obviously, this doesn't make sense, right? Like, right. none of this makes sense as far as, you know, who was coming in, who was using the ID, what time she literally actually came in physically, right. and what time the the ID was scanned in. All yeah. four of those questions, the answers to those questions don't make sense together. It doesn't at um, all. But keep going. Yeah. So, Brandy was witness entering the club alone. So, police began to interview and track down people from the club that night. So everyone said they saw her alone for the most part. And then one gentleman said that they actually spoke to her and offered to buy her drinks, but then she refused. He then said that he wrote his name and number on a napkin and gave it to her. But one thing to note was that this napkin was found in Brandy's car, and they didn't mention this earlier, and I actually didn't mention this earlier. But the note that this man said that he allegedly gave to her, it was found in her car. It was found in her car. Yes. Now... Did he say that she was alone completely when he, like, saw her at the bar? No, he didn't mention any of that, at least not in any of the sources that I have. But he did say that he talked to her that night, offered her a drink, she refused a drink, and then he wrote his name and his phone on a napkin, which was later found in her car. So his story is corroborated because of that napkin being found in her car. Yes. He's obviously telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Or, we don't know. Well, I mean... I mean, he's no- told, he probably telling the truth about that, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean... I guess what I mean is it's corroborated that this man did have some sort of interaction yes, with absolutely. her mm-hmm. because the note was found in her car. Yes. Unless it's like a whole different person who acted as Brandy and then, you know, after that interaction took place with this man, mm-hmm. she goes back to Brandy's car, whoever this person is, goes back to Brandy's car and then, you know, that's why the note was later found in Brandy's car because right. of this unknown person. But why would this unknown person have access to all of Brandy's exactly. stuff? So I really, maybe it is Brandy. Well, like I said, it could be Brandy and somebody else used her ID to get in and that's why there was two different, you know, yeah, um, 
that's why the, the whole security camera footage and the whole ID scanning doesn't make sense together. But mm-hmm. it is just a theory, I do think yeah. that, yeah, Brandy was in the club at some point. Um, right. For sure. I believe she was, too. I believe she did. She was in that club. Right. I, I strongly believe that she was. It's, it's a lot of witnesses that stated that they did see her. I would look more into that man, though. Yeah, I mean, if the for note, sure. That's all I was like. Mm, if the note is yeah. found in the car, then there's definitely some sort of interaction that happened. Yeah. But, but he then, didn't deny it, though. Right. Yeah. He didn't deny it. And the thing is, is if... You know, he did have something to do with it. You'd think he would have taken the note. I mean, you took her keys. You could have taken the note because that's leading you I was directly. That, like he could have took the note. Yeah, if if, if it was him. Yeah. And then even if it was him, he wouldn't be the first person to be like, yeah, I saw her and yeah, I gave her my number. If he had something to do with it, he wouldn't be so forthcoming. You would think. Exactly. Exactly. Now, after all of this, the man was not suspected to have anything to do with her disappearance. In fact, he was so cooperative, as we mentioned that he also remembered overhearing her tell people at the club that she needed some gas money to get home. So he further offered information that he was overhearing her tell other people at the club that she needed gas money to get home. So it sounds like they had some pretty close interactions for him to be hearing all of this or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and maybe he was the one that got her the gas, you know? Or that. Like, he probably, like, took it in his hands and was like, hmm, let me go get some gas for her. Exactly. And then, like, went out, got gas, and brought it to her. Yo. Weird, right? Yeah. hmm So, after so many dead ends, this case was eventually turned over to the FBI. Now, police began pulling phone records and looked into Brandy's computer, but they found nothing unusual. Now, confusion began to arise as to why she went to the Grand Central Station because... There was no record on her phone or computer about her meeting any friends there. So basically what we mentioned earlier. So there's no text messages saying, hey, meet me there. or Hey, let's yeah. go there. Or nothing on her computer. So I wouldn't assume anything on her computer, but you'd think there would be some sort of message. On her phone, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like a text message Calls. saying, hey, meet me there. Or yeah. let's go there instead or whatever. Something that kind of explains why she decided to go there in the first place. Exactly. But however, um, one thing records did pull up was that Brandy called the club twice while she was on her way up there. Um, possibly asking for directions. So they did find out that she was making calls, but it was to the club. It was to the Grand Central That's Station. That's weird, because if I needed to get somewhere, you would think I would ask the person who's inviting me to that place. Like, like if you were like, hey, If Shivani, she was going with somebody, though. But why else would she be? Why would you go somewhere you nobody's there at? Like, what, you know, why would you want to go to a bar mm-hmm. or a club, somewhere that you go with friends to? Like, mm-hmm. wh- why would you go there alone without... Unless having she was any reason to, there. Unless like, hey, but that's what I'm saying. There, if yeah. she was meeting somebody there, you'd think that she would have asked that person, "Hey, how do I get there?" Right. Like if you, Shannon, told me, "Let's, you know, meet me at Bar Louie mm-hmm. in Dallas, Texas," and I'm like, "Okay," but I'm not going to call Bar Louie. I mean, it's 2022, so really, I would just look it up on Google, right? right. But like, this is 2006. Yeah, other sources, yeah. but right. if if, I, if, we, if this if this was 2006, I would be like, "Okay, cool, Shannon, can you please tell me where this is at? Like, right. guide me through my direction so I know where I'm going." I wouldn't be calling the bar. Exactly. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was soon discovered that the phone that was found in Brandy's car, so backtracking when I told you that they found her purse, her wallet, and all these other items in the car, and also her cell phone, they realized that the cell phone wasn't hers at all. What? Yes. But don't get too alarmed. (laughs) The phone actually belonged to her ex-boyfriend, the one that went overseas. So from San Antonio? Yes. So it was that phone that they found in her car, but this phone was said to have been given to her by her ex before he went overseas. So it was basically, the phone was basically in his name because he's the one that purchased the name and it's probably on his plan. Probably, yeah. And she's just using it. Yes. Okay, so it technically is her phone. Yeah, it's true. But just not registered to her. Probably, most likely, yeah. Okay. So this means that Brandy's primary cell phone was nowhere to be found. So wait, she had two phones? Yeah. What? Wait, why? She has two phones. So yes. she has one that's her personal phone. Right. That's probably her own plan that she's paying for, that she's registered to. Mm-hmm. And then she has a second phone that this ex-boyfriend gave her that's on his plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she ha- now has two phones. Why? why? I, that's the part that's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, that's what they came up with. That Her primary phone was with her or wherever it was. And then the cell phone that was left in her car actually probably was not being used. He just gave it to her for emergency purposes, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, Kevin Gates. (laughs) The FBI then put a tracer on Brandy's actual cell phone for about 10 days but still found nothing. 
it was realized that the phone was most likely dead or destroyed at this point. Okay, so when they did that whole search, mm-hmm. did they do a search on that phone? Yes. That was found in the car, or did no, they do no, a no. search on, on her? her phone? Okay. On her primary phone. Okay, then I guess they could have gotten accurate data. Because I was going to say, if they searched the phone that was registered to the ex, then they probably wouldn't found any, or wouldn't no. have found anything because no. she probably wasn't using it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. However, 10 days after Brittany had vanished, her phone began to have some activity on it as it had been turned back on and was being used. No way. Yes way. Okay, so do we have more information on that? Yes. So investigators tracked the phone to a man and his niece who had claimed that a man had given them the phone. Police tracked down the man and he claimed that he was walking down a roadway in Longview when he heard a beeping noise and found the phone under a tree. I believe it. I believe it. Well, I don't believe that, or I guess what I'm saying is I believe that the phone was probably discarded by whoever that. did yeah. it. That's what I mean by I believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as where the phone was found, how it was found, that's all obviously up in the air. But mm-hmm. I do think whoever, you know, took her phone mm-hmm. definitely did, like, yeah, definitely, dumped you know, it. dumped it somewhere. Yeah. Now, under a tree, um, that's a little weird. You think right. I would, like, destroy the phone completely. Like, I would get a hammer <laughs> and destroy yeah. the phone completely. Or just stomp on it or whatever, but... Girl, that's not... My, my weight's not even going to do nothing <laughs> to that phone. I need a hammer. But if it's a man, though, they have the strength. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's a man that did it, they have definitely have the strength to do it. Um, but the location that the man had said he found the phone was literally a few miles from I-20 where Brandy's car had been located. See, that makes sense. But it does make sense that it was discarded over there. If it was discarded over there, it would make sense that he found it in that area. Yeah, she's definitely somewhere over there. You think so? Yeah, because usually, I don't think, I mean, from what I know, I know killers don't discard everything at the same place, Mm -hmm. right? Like the phone, the keys, her body, none of those three things are going to be in the same area. They're all going to be in different places. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not going to be too far off. Yeah, not too too far. Like her body's not going to be found in Oklahoma somewhere. If it, you know, if it's somebody that's a resident from that area. It's going to be somewhere in that area. I agree. I I think she might be still in Longview. Yeah. Yeah. The man had also mentioned that he found the phone just a day before it was turned back on weird yeah right how when was it turned back on exactly like do we know a specific time frame or day they just said uh in the sources that they put a tracer out on her phone 10 days for 10 days and then after those 10 days they found it you know and it was turned turned on on. okay so it it had been a while it had been like a a good at least 10 plus days Mm -hmm. until it was turned on since she went missing yes okay so at this point police were suspicious as to how the phone's battery lasted so long Especially in the elements of which it was dumped. But what if whoever found the phone had a charger that went to that phone and just charged the phone? Exactly. Like, for example, if it was like an iPhone or something, you know, you could have just used an iPhone charger and charged it. Exactly. Or if, you know, if the man is telling the truth, he gave it to this man niece, they could have had bought a charger for it. Exactly. So I don't know why they read too deep into that. I mean, I get it. As investigators, you want to, you know. Unless they they had some sort of evidence that showed that the phone was never charged and it was mm-hmm. turned on without the charger. True. But how could you tell that, though? I don't know. There, There's be... all kinds of reports out there. True. Another person of interest they came across was spotted on the surveillance footage from the club. They find Brandy leaving the club just after midnight alone and walking out to her car. She heads off the camera to the right and behind her was a man that exited the building in a black shirt with a white cowboy hat and goes off to the left of the camera. Just before Brandy exits the screen, they both stop and turn to go the other way. Now, some have wondered if this man called off to her or said anything to her while others speculated that she might have just forgotten where she parked. So since nothing else was seen on the camera, we can't be exactly sure what happened or what took place. And while this man on the camera could easily have nothing to do with Brainy, we just don't know that until he is identified and to this very day he has not, unfortunately. Wow. Um, I They didn't walk out together. So I don't think that it, you know, that she probably had had any conversation with this man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe she did forget where she parked or maybe the man did call out to her and, mm-hmm. but, and probably said something along the lines of, hey, like, Noticed in the club, 
where are you headed off to next or whatever, you know, right. like to try to start start a conversation with her. But clearly they didn't know each other already or had mm-hmm. met already because if that was the case, then they would have been walking out together. Exactly. So, you know what I was thinking though? What? What if that could have possibly been the guy? If we're going to, if I'm going to support the theory that, you know, this guy has something to do with her or is, is suspicious in any type of way. What if this man was the man that has stated that he offered her the drink and talked to her? But then they would have noticed that, right? Like, I mean, it's not hard. They have surveillance on who came in, Mm -hmm. right? And then that person had to have scanned their ID. So why can't they just go on the footage, pull out the footage of that man, whoever said they spoke with this man, Mm -hmm. right? The one that said that he gave, you know, bought her a drink, gave her his information Mm -hmm. on a napkin. They could easily just you know, go back on the footage and place that man coming in and see if he had that hat on. Right. And then they would know, oh, it's the same person. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I said this is because I'm like, if you if you thought that the girl, originally the girl that was found in the footage is Brandy, you would think anybody's anybody at this point. Yeah, but like I said, gachos is something that everybody was wearing mm-hmm. at the time, right? But I feel like a hat is very distinctive. True. Like, if he came in wearing a cowboy's hat, I mean, I know, you know, Plenty of people wear cowboy hats, but all cowboy hats are, like, formed differently. True. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it, to me, it would be, like, what are the odds that someone's coming in, scanning this ID with a hat on, and then that same hat is now, you know, on a man who followed her out. Right. It, you would think that it would be, like, what are the odds of that? It would be the same. It has to be the same man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is another person of interest that they named in the sources. But, of course, again, we don't know who this man is or if he had anything to do with Brandy's disappearance or if he was just, you know, just somebody that was just leaving the club the same time she was. But the only reason why I mentioned that because I'm just, you know, going off for just all the the many theories that I have in my head. Right. Uh, But, of course, that could not be the case. Absolutely not. So with continuous dead ends, no leads, lack of theories, and lack of suspects, the case rose colder and colder by the year. It just seems like at this point she seemingly vanished into thin air. But one crazy thing I would like to mention to you, Shivani, on October 6, 2006, so this is just two months after Brandy disappeared, a fire burning off the highway brought out police and investigators. The fire was set ablaze in an oil field just seven miles from where Brandy's car was found. Upon investigation, authorities quickly realized that there was a body in the blaze. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Description was vague due to the circumstances, but investigators had wondered if the body was that of Brandy because there was said to be a strong resemblance, or at least everyone thought. A sketch was released to the media while medical examiners awaited dental records. At that point, Brandy's family was forced to deal with the fact that Brandy might not be alive. However, dental records would determine that the Jane Doe, who police would name as Lavender Doe, was in fact not Brandy Wells. It would take 13 years for Lavender Doe to be identified as 21-year-old Dana Dodd. Crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So there we have it. Brandy Wells still missing as of 2022. And there are so many more questions than answers. Now at the time Brandy disappeared, she was 23 years old, stood 4'11", and was approximately 130 pounds. She was wearing a floral print brown and cream colored tube top with a V-cut over the hip rust-colored gacho pants, black strapless high heel sandals with a floral applique. She was driving a four-door 2000 Pontiac Grand Prix and was last known to be in Longview, Texas. Now, if anybody has any information as to the whereabouts of Brandy Wells, please contact the Longview Police Department. And I just kind of want to give a quote from Miss Ellen, Brandy's mom, because it kind of broke my heart, but I just want to share it with you guys. I always hear her in the back of my mind saying, Mommy, I am waiting for you. Come help me. Funeral that she deserves. Absolutely. So the sources that I use to tell this story is medium.com, ketk.com, and the Charlie Project. So, again, there you have it. The story of Brandy Wells. Heartbreaking. Definitely heartbreaking. And I just, there's so much that they could do with the evidence that they have. I mean, it was so long ago, so I don't know, you know, if they can go back and, like, 
cross-interview the yeah. same witnesses and same person of interest mm-hmm. and all of that. But I would definitely go back and look at the footage and, you know, compare the two men, the man that walked outside and, right. and the man that said that he had given um, Brandy her, his information. Like, right. I would look more into that. Um, I would, you know, definitely get a group of searchers and exactly. search those areas where the phone was found. Mm-hmm. Her car was You know, found. Her, car, her car was found. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much you can do with the evidence that you have. So, exactly. Um, hopefully police reopen this cold case one day and, and start looking into it a little bit more because I feel like they have more that they can look into. Right, exactly. So if anybody wants to provide any information, again, you can contact the Longview Police Department. Thank you guys so much for listening to the story. Please let us know what you think. We will see you next time. (laughs) Uh, Please keep supporting us. Tell your friends, share, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or YouTube. This will qualify you for a shout-out once Shannon and I start doing that again. Uh, So please keep doing that. Um, When you subscribe and follow, you'll get an immediate notification of our latest episode release. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you. Goodbye. Bye.